Two Lit Chicks Book Bites with Julia and Ed. Welcome to another edition of Book Bites. This week, entirely appropriately, given that our main episode which dropped on Monday was with Hollywood screenwriter Robert Kamen, we are looking at novels which are famously, or perhaps infamously, hard to adapt to film. Now, Julia, I know you have one word to say to me, so let's you know, let's just get the cliche out in the open straight away, shall we? <laughs> well, I sort of want to be confused for comic effect, but I also know you're talking about Ulysses. Yes, I am. That's right. Uh, Ulysses by that famous Irish prankster, James Joyce. Uh, it's actually against the law, I think, to talk about unfilmable novels or even just confusing novels without mentioning uh, that notable 1922 entry into the canon. Joyce was a pioneer who pushed the boundaries of literature by constructing highly modernist artistic endeavours that defied the traditional structure of narratives. That's a pretentious way of saying it's complicated. Exactly. <laughs> Joyce would have approved. But actually, I, I was a bit surprised uh, when I was researching this to discover that there have actually been two films of this supposedly unfilmable novel. Uh, one in 1967, directed by Joseph Strick, which actually received an Oscar nomination for the screenplay. I assume mainly out praise for even attempting it. <laughs> and another one called Bloom, uh, after the main character, in 2003. But I think both of them leave out significant parts of the book. And in a sense, I suppose, of a major film called Ulysses that feels in accordance with the fame the book has in literary circles... I think it's safe to say that it remains unfilmable in essence. Well, maybe it could be like a Netflix series instead. You know, the series length would be more appropriate and you could give time to all the different plots and viewpoints it has. Yeah. She, sa she says like she's read it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, where everyone just sort of says like they've read it, you know, it's that kind of thing in, in literature, isn't it? Oh, yes, I've read Ulysses. Um, well, I, I mean, TV series are the new films in some ways. Um, so I suppose that works. Although I do worry that Netflix would green light two seasons to explain it all and then just cancel it after one because, you know, they, ju they just can't help doing that. I'm still upset about Santa Clarita Diet going after three series, but anyway. Yeah. What? No, what was that about? Like, that was successful. Everyone looked, uh, don't get me started. I start. know. I know. Yeah. It was great. But anyway. I, 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 found eight, <laughs> I found 1890. I should stop. Actually, we're going to go into a rant about Netflix. Shouldn't we? <laughs> I should just stop. <laughs> 1899. Oh. Okay. okay, well, moving on from Netflix and Joyce, how about we talk about Blood Meridian, the 1985 Cormac McCarthy Western. Many now see it as one of the, you know, the great examples of American literature, but it still is yet to hit the big screen. I'm going to go ahead and guess that its unfilmable reputation has something to do with the extreme violence in it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, there's a lot of scalping in it. And since okay. it's about the Glanton Gang, a gang of scalp hunters in the 19th century American Midwest, the scalping is central to the plot. Also, McCarthy's ultra-minimalist prose makes it kind of hard to dramatize, as well as the difficulties of casting, well, the story's mythical villain, Judge Holden. Yeah, that, that's difficult one to cast. I mean, I can see how that would all add up to being a little too much for Hollywood. That's not to not say that some haven't tried, though. Ridley Scott attempted it, but the funding fell through, and James Franco even tried to get it off the ground in 2014. Oh, James Franco. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's a good job that was 2014, because a 2023 James Franco would have had more problems than the novel's uh, unfilmability getting it greenlit. That was a reference to all the sexual misconduct allegations around him. Yeah, thanks, Ed. I got that. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. 
Um, okay, well, how about um, Confederacy of Dunces? So for more than 40 years, people have been trying to adapt uh, the classic Pulitzer Prize winning 1981 novel by John Kennedy Toole with no success. Um, there's basically a general feeling that part of the problem is that a film could never get across the genius of Toole's writing. Uh, oh, and a curse. There's a curse? Oh, yeah. John Belushi, John Candy uh, and Chris Farley were all at different points being lined up to play the part of principal character Ignatius. So the curse is that they all died before they could sign on? Yep, got it in one. Uh, it's a Tutankhamun book adaptation, as you might say. Yeah, it would be nice to see if it succeeded, though, given the sad backstory. Uh, sad backstory? Well, not to be an Ed and bring everything down. Sorry. <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> but after seeing Confederacy of Dunces get rejected on multiple occasions from publishers, John Kennedy Toole sadly took his own life in 1969 at just 31 years old, and it only became a classic after his mother found the manuscript at 1980 and published it. That is sad. Here's hoping it eventually gets a film treatment. Okay, well, in an attempt to end this on a happy note... Ed, are you okay? I mean, who knows, Julia, who knows, but, but, I, <laughs> but I do want to add that 100 Years of Solitude, the long-considered unfilmable magic realism masterwork by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, is currently being filmed as a miniseries by Netflix. So in this age of endless streaming, maybe there's hope for the others yet. Wait, weren't we down on Netflix earlier? <laughs> Happy thoughts, Julia. Happy thoughts. <laughs> that never <laughs> happened. Uh, so, listeners, if you have any examples of unfilmable novels that you want to add to this list, let us know on our socials. Bye for now. <coughs> Infinite Jest. Oh, we forgot Infinite Jest. Uh, anyway, bye. <laughs> bye. Two Lit Chicks is a podcast about the books that change lives. Julia Boggio and Ed Crocker chat with well-known authors about the stories they've loved. Find us on all major podcast platforms or go to our website at twolitchicks.org. Thanks for listening.